tell me how to say ladies and gentlemen in gender neutral terms. Sorry. <laughs> you tell him that I'll have his money when I'm damn well ready. Get in there. You will deal with that Atlas harshly. Fight forever, Cardia. I think he broke it. And you're listening to Hell in a Cell Radio. The Hell in a Cell Talk Radio. Hell in a Cell Radio. Hell in a Cell Talk Radio. Hell in a Cell Talk Radio. Now the time has come for all the two clothes in overthrow the back. We're here to make a change so all can be free. So, welcome everyone to HIAC Talk Radio. Myself and the Nerdy Enterprises are all here. This is my favorite one to see. <laughs> Big old cunty cock. Uh, no, uh, welcome to HIAC Yes, Derek is coming, Ash. Uh, but I wanted to discuss this only because I wanted to see how you felt about it, or hear how you felt about this, Craig, because uh, Ash and I were discussing this. Mm-hmm. Um, on the first half of the stream when I was doing 2K23. Um, Maxine was at a... was 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 put into the role of trainee uh, show me what you got at a recent house show. I believe it was just... It, I don't even remember what day it was, to be honest now. I know Ash will give me the information. Um, but I I know you've seen it. Um, I hope you've seen it. If not, uh, this is going to be a terrible intro. Um, but he, well, especially you, Craig, because um, Ash's perspective was blame the WWE for that. And I understand her perspective 100 mm-hmm. percent. It was last night. Okay. And I told Ash and your perspective might be j- just longer, but you and I have been to house shows. Yes. Yeah. Forever, and it's not uncommon. And this is not the worst. I still want to go on record and saying this is not the worst I've seen. And I know this is not the worst Craig has seen. I know that. I can't give you names other than Hard Buddy, Hard Body Harrison, and that motherfucker got to TV. Yeah. And and Craig is laughing because (laughs) I am correct. It is a disaster every time. Because every time it was three or four times on Nitro, you're like, all right, this time's gonna be different. Never mind. It's it's really bad. They tried. The only outright real failure, air quotes. And I'm not talking about the guy himself. I don't know him from Adam. I have not not a comment on him, the man, just as far as wrestling. I one of maybe two stories from the power plant that didn't maybe not. Uh but there it's it's normal to see an enhanced air quotes, enhancement talent, or a trainee become enhancement talent because you've shown somebody at training, I could do this. Hey, you know what? Show up, blah, 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 and uh, job. Give give us five good minutes. Didn't work out too well for Maxine. However, in a rare, even, even in the shows in Philly, in a rare show of, hey, rare show of um, miss, un- I, I don't even know where this came from. It was bad. It went beyond the booing, and 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 it, we're accustomed to booing trainees. They know they're getting booed because they're at the time nobodies. Yeah, Jeff Hardy, Jack Foley. Yeah, um, they got booed to tears. Yes, um, this. I, all I'm saying, folks, because we're going to talk a little more about the IWC when and Derek gets on, because I know you saw some of that. Uh, we'll talk about that in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, even Rhea Ripley came out of her character to tell people to shut the F up. And that's when I was like, oh, <laughs> uh oh, <laughs> it's gotten this far. And it, it's uh, it's the fans' fault. I'm saying I just oh I'm sorry, Ash. Uh, it's the fans' fault, but I'm just saying directed at WWE. 
oh, spare the person. That is exactly that's exactly what I was saying. So I was reading it. I was misinterpreting what you're saying, Ash. No, that's exactly what I'm saying. Why did you put her out there in front of a house show that was well attended and not do anything when you knew the rails were when the train was coming off the rails? Because I can count. I, I can't keep count of how many times there's been a. Uh, 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 an audible called in the ring or somebody's come out to draw heat or uh, Badash was like, hell, if it was me, I'd go out and work myself into a shoot just to shut him up. Yeah. Uh, it was a completely controllable situation that WWE really dropped the ball on. A rare L so far in 2024. Um, you know, Terry uh, Funk in the uh, Hell in a Cell match with, uh, with Cactus Undertaker. Just you know, buying time to get choke slammed out of his shoes. Yes, literally. Yeah, and I mean that's that's a, a different instance because we all legitimately thought Dead McFoley was dead. So yeah, you know there was something had had to be done um, to get the focus off the corpse. Um, <clears throat> with Maxine, it was just. Um, I, I don't know. It was um obviously everyone has a bad day and, and wrestlers have bad bouts and every even the best uh of us uh can have one of those days. Uh this was just uh yeah, it it was hard to watch, it was hard to take, and it's hard to you know to uh to relive. But uh you know, you know the, the, the bullying wasn't necessary and in the, Nowadays, if somebody sucks, I mean, when when Jack Foley, when um, Jeff Hardy, when when Troy Martin, Shane Douglas were all enhancement talent, and they had horrible matches, or they looked like you know, like ass, we would. The only reason we even know those matches existed is because of YouTube. Um, now because of social media, and it's one of the reasons I hate social media because every uh bad wrestling match or bad bump or uh guy gets fall on his head or falls off a balcony in a barn in Podunk, Iowa, uh backyard wrestling match, everyone's gonna see it. Yeah. Um that's that's the only if if there was no cameras we wouldn't know that we wouldn't even know this existed at all. But I see. I seem to recall. Uh, I'm trying to transition smoothly into the man's arrival. Uh, let me let me be professional here. What up, we're going to get it. No, you ruined it. Son of a bitch. <laughs> what did I say? I said I'm going to transition smoothly. Yeah. Yeah, What's right. up, D-Mac? <laughs> uh, D-Mac, we're talking about uh, Derek. We're talking about I didn't feel right when I said it. I, I am not hip it's, enough to say it like that. I just no, sound like okay. a, I I sound Caucasian as fuck when I try. No, to say it. well that's it's Caucasians usually call me something like D money, stuff like that. You know, I now suddenly don't feel so bad. <laughs> Who's up, D money? D money, you know, older older hip hop. Man, my name is Derek. Nice. You bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I get I get Craig Mack, dude. Craig Craig Mack. Mack. <laughs> I had a I had a football coach in junior high. He would call me McNabb after Donovan McNabb. So uh, okay. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, because I know how much you love Philadelphia. <laughs> I, I like Donovan. You know, uh, I don't Don, yeah, McNabb was great. <laughs> I don't appreciate how you guys, well, how most Philly whoa, fans whoa, treat him since he was black. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. I. First of all, and Craig, hold on, hold that thought about McNabb because I do want to talk about that now that you mentioned it. Um. But talking about booing, which uh, will fit into this uh, beautifully, Derek, we mm -hmm. were just talking about Maxine and the, uh -huh. the incident at the house show last night and how, um, you know, it's not uncommon for, I don't want to say jobbers because jobbers used as a derogatory term at this point, uh, enhancement talent. A trainee is sent to a house show or a TV show to put oh, over the good guy and work five minutes because you've shown something in training. And the fans, yeah. of course, I know you're going to be surprised, but the IWC live at an arena took it one step too far. I know you're shocked. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's how uh, we were just talking about that. Your thoughts to open the show. 
I I feel bad because she's she's trying, right? She's obviously trying, and they took her off TV, and she's at house shows. Like you said, house shows are made for you to get better. You put people on house shows to get better. And I know the argument is, well, you you know, I paid. I can boo whoever I want. Oh, like, yeah. Fuck. But when when the girl's walking out and you hear some jackass go, boo, you suck, don't come back, you know, you're worthless. But it's like, why? What? What? Why? Why is that even needed? What, what's the point? To, to her, well, because he has a small penis and he's fat. Uh, to her credit, <laughs> to her credit, when she just keeps looking forward where she's walking and just gives him the peace sign. Yeah. I really appreciated that. Uh, yeah. uh, that was cool. She's like, I fucking care. Yeah. Um, but I pointed out before you got on the show, um, even Rhea Ripley came out of character mm-hmm. to cool every like, hey, yeah, 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 knock it and, off. And she's been wrestling what, maybe six months. That we I was know that's what Ash said in the chat. She's been wrestling. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, she's not Becky Lynch. That's what Ash said. Yeah, she's been wrestling since 2022. Calm down. And you know, like, give her a chance to get better. People they love Trish now, but do you guys remember how Trish looked when she first started? Yeah, terrible. <laughs> when she wasn't a manager, yeah, you know, bad. <laughs> not not everybody takes to it like a Charlotte or a Bianca or you know. So give her time. And I keep and go ahead. Talking, go ahead. And we're, we're talking about the bad matches of of future superstars. Does does do, do two words Jackie Gata mean anything? Oh yeah. <laughs> I keep I know one of these is kind of a half-assed example because uh we're not gonna talk about, about Kevin Nash very much this week. Mm-hmm. But uh I'm keeping looking at you, quad boy. Um but I keep remembering his early days, and I'm not even talking about Oz. I I remember Master Blasters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember Vinny Vegas. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember Vinny Vegas. I remember, um, well, I don't remember, but I've seen the Blade Runners. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, we're talking about the man having the last match ever in his career, finally. I want to say finally. I mean, he's been, it's been less thrown in your face than some other guys. And I'm going to defend Sting to my dying breath anyway. But my point is, <laughs> I've seen his early footage. It was probably worse than this. Yes. Like demonstratively. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ugh. The difference is one got better and one's it was just as it was just as bad as, as a rookie as he was when he retired. Yeah. yeah. We always say that Warrior like the, the outlier of Warrior is that Hogan Warrior match at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And and my point is on that one, you got two of the Two of the top list of the not great workers wrestling each other. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's a reason. Yeah, and also when you when you re- when you realize or when you um it came out it, and it came out a year uh, after their WrestleMania six match. <laughs> I'm not going to use the word rehearse because I hate that word when it comes to wrestling. But they went over the entire match in Florida in Tampa. Um, move for move what they were going to do uh, before they flew up to uh, Toronto to do that match. So that was and with Hogan being the veteran at this point, um, he was the one that, that talked him through all that. Um, so yeah, the reason why one of the best or one of those memorable WrestleMania matches between two of the worst workers of all time is memorable was because they worked on it under the guy under the the tutelage, obviously of Pat Patterson. <clears throat> Excuse me, but those two guys worked on their their main event match. So when it came off, it looked better than it should have, given the talent in the ring. Yeah. Ash Ash has a question. First of all, Craig, do you want to like not do this today? No, no. I mean, I, I I know I told you I. I I've been sick. I I was out on Thursday and Friday. Um, the only thing I was missing is my voice. I'm not. Nothing hurts. I don't have a fever. Okay. COVID. Just want, I just it's, want to make sure. Very good. Yeah, I'm coming. I'm on the up. You're on the other. Yeah, you're coming yeah. up the mountain, not I'm getting thrown down. Side. Got it. Yes. Uh, Ash has a, a question. I'll go to Derek first. Uh, if it had been a male wrestler, would the reaction have been the same? Genuine question. No, because I've been there. 
And I've seen them not do that. Mm-hmm. That's just my no. thing, Derek. No, it, it it wouldn't have been the same. Um, no. we, we're just talking about the guy Warrior. I can name, I think, on one hand how many great matches he has. And look how people talk about him to this day, how great he was. And this and that. You know what I mean? They're like, he had great matches with Hogan, with Macho, with Rude, and, and a handful of guys here and there. And that's really it. You know, Derek, look at- y- y'all can't see the hand motions I'm making Derek laugh with on camera, but it has to do with a pop <laughs> job. Yeah. And Warrior how, sucks. Yeah. Look how they talk about, you know, Warrior. It's like, oh, he's great. Or, you know, just turn on, and this is probably going to make some people upset, but turn on AEW and watch how many botches are in those matches, and they'll tell you they have the greatest wrestling in the world. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, yeah. There's an entire Twitter uh, feed called AEW botches, and it's mm-hmm. filled. Yeah, AEW botches, and from I mean, from the men and the women, um, yeah. because the the AEW they don't have. Well, since Cody left, there's no more Nightmare Factory, so they they'll stick green guys yeah. and and to the WWE's credit too. I mean, um, NXT isn't um, they stick green people onto on national television because there are no more territories, there are mm-hmm. no more local. Um, um, independent, uh, where you can get experience wrestling in front of a crowd, mm-hmm. and once you get that and know how to work and know how to to sell, how to bump, how to take bumps, how to work safely, then you get to wrestle on national TV. But now mm-hmm. these guys spend six months in a power plant or six months in the performance center, and then they put them on national TV. You yeah. spend six months in the performance center, you should be wrestling in in independent shows in front of no cameras getting experience, but they're gaining their experience on national television or in house shows in front of 15, 20,000 people. Um, And that's why we get so many botches because there is no place for a young wrestler to go to get experience first and then appear on in front of uh, a live crowd or a paying crowd. Go ahead, Dan. Socks just came in the room and said, Warriors always been overrated to me. I don't get it. Correct. Yeah, to you, <laughs> to everyone, to, 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 yeah, to everyone with a that's the thing. To everyone with a brain, yes, you uh, socks. You happen to have one. <laughs> um, I never got it either. Uh, maybe it was because I I grew up watching the other guy with makeup that had you know a whole thumbful more of talent than Jim did. Fuck him. I'll say I'll dead name him, Jim. Um, no respect. <laughs> um, but he was overrated. That's the point. He's yeah. garbage. He was garbage. Um, yeah. No, the whole point of house show that the, the that's why house shows existed after the golden age of wrestling, mm-hmm. because in the golden age, these shows there were no house shows. They were just shows. They just went everywhere because TV was in its infancy. And they could put 20,000 in there on a Wednesday or 10,000 in another town on a Wednesday or in a random Thursday. And the show would be the same as TV developed. The idea of the house show kind of morphed into this thing after, you know, the closed circuit stuff with Vince of squash matches, squash matches, squash matches where Maxine would wrestle Trish Stratus mm-hmm. or Little Sting would wrestle Dusty Rhodes or with him in a tag match. It's so stupid. Dana Dana Brooke is another example. I, oh, I yeah. don't under... And you know what? At the same time, Badass brought up, brought up somebody else that just... Cha- it, it fucking chapped my fat ass seeing this shit online. Um, Dana Brooke is another one. I don't understand how they put, and I'm not saying she was going to win 13 women's championships or wrestle any of the guys and and be a a trailblazer in wrestling. She's amazing athlete. And now she's on TNA. Yeah. Because you couldn't figure that out. Yeah. She would jump 20 feet in the air on the stage from a standing position and do a flip. I remember that. You couldn't get that. that. You couldn't figure that out. Yeah, anything. Couldn't figure anything out for it. Shotzi. Mm-hmm. I have seen her at countless indie shows in person and otherwise. And Socks, I'll read that in a second. 
uh, where she has been flawless. She's amazing. She is on that list of the IWC just trashing. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't know what I, I don't I I don't know what anybody wants anymore. Well, again, we're going to dive deep in the IWC in a second. We're going to close this out with uh, uh, Craig, but I want to read these real quick. Don't understand why AEW did away with Dark. Yeah, yeah. Well, there why? you go. Yeah, put them on Dark. Literally. Thank God they had Dark while uh, uh, Abaddon was not that she had to prove anything to AEW fans, but. She was on TV a little more, a little more, a little more. Now she's on the main shows, mostly because Dark doesn't exist anymore. That's exactly the point of Dark. You know, they would have seven people on commentary just because it wasn't a serious show in that way. It was a live house show that you were watching. I was always like when the idea of the WWE Network was first, um, you know, bantied about, I was really hoping that the house shows was going to be, you know, a thing you could look into. Like, and we're going to mm-hmm. one camera set, one camera setup, maybe two, no commentary, just watching the matches. Yeah. And never, never came to fruition. They did a couple, you know, the beast of the East and all that other stuff, but it never developed. And I was really hoping it does, but that's the whole point. And now the house shows are, I mean, they came back after COVID, but COVID almost killed all that. Mm-hmm. I already knew the answer because I'd seen the IWC says about Maxine, Dana, Shotzi. Yet no example of them attacking men to the point they tweet, I know I suck. Thanks. Yeah. I we, I don't know. Sexism and might be a thing. And, it, and it's weird because they hate Charlotte because they think she only gets her accolades because of who her father is, but she's really good. So you don't like Maxine because she's not good. And Charlotte's great. And you hate her because she's only great because of her dad. Like It's so weird how they, how they do this to, to the women. It's weird. You know, you know, how you piss them off. Mm-hmm. You tell them the truth. Charlotte was better than her father ever was. <laughs> and as far so- as I, I listen, not Ric Flair, the guy who is the sect pest. Just on a wrestling basis, just to prove a point, Ric Flair probably will be the greatest heel that wrestling has ever seen. In his time, there was nobody better. Do you know how many moves he had? Seven and a half. Yeah, wrestled the same eight, match with everybody. Maybe eight, Derek? I mean, eight, the same Craig, match. Craig, nine? Yeah, and and Derek's right. Yeah, he wrestled it, and that's what Brett. And he Hart did. He wrestled said. the same thing. Yeah, and that's and that's what Bret Hart had said about him, um, uh, giving Flair credit for you know dropping the 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 WWE championship to him, which gave Bret his first world championship ever. Um, but he always thought that Flair was uh, Flair was overrated. Uh, what made Flair great, and I'm not one of those guys that will go and say he was the greatest of all time. Um, but what made Flair great was not Flair so much as what he did for his opponents. Mm-hmm. He he sold his ass off, and he could make anyone like his his claim that he can have a great match with a broom is true because of, yeah be, because of who he was because he made his opponents uh, great, and even when he was wrestling against um, the best like Ricky Steamboat or the worst. Like Rufus R. Jones, Did. he brought out, um, he brought out the best, and and the, he got the fans into it so much so that I mean he could have a fifteen minute match with George South and have the fans thinking it was going to be an up, thinking it would be an upset, yeah. but that that's what what made Flair great it wasn't his move set because again, which is limited, and some could say the same about uh, the Rock or John Cena having mm-hmm. only five moves, but uh, it's. The opponents, the, but it's those with those five moves, how the fans react to it. Even if you've seen the upside down flip, which he stole from Ray Stevens, um, and run up the ropes and coming, um, who did it better? How many times he's caught coming off the top rope by his opponent and and thrown to the mat? Like, he's it's, it's only worked one time, right? 
that he actually climbed to the top rope and, 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 and <laughs> the one time was Starcade, right? Yeah. Yeah. When he won the title with it. Mm-hmm. That's the one time I've seen that went work. Yeah. Yeah. It, Most it was times like have, I was gonna say, like Brett's my guy, right? I'm a Brett guy. Mainly because he could have a great match with anybody. I go back to King of the Ring '93 and look at the three matches he had. That match it was three different matches, all th- three, all three different. They were all great, but he only had what? He had a Russian leg sweep, a backbreaker, an elbow drop, yeah. and a pile driver. That was it. Yeah, that's all he had. Hey, you know, hey, he hey. heart attack, I- eye rake, <laughs> goofy <laughs> looking elbow drop, fist drop, yeah. but but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but he would. They would always go go in sequence, mm-hmm. and it wouldn't be. And he would cut true in different types on the match. Now his his uh throw first into the turnbuckle when yes. he healed. That's yeah. That that yeah. was awesome. I mean, when, I, when first time I saw that, I was like, oh my god, he's dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And the only and the only person who could take him like him was Owen. It's like him and Owen, the only two people I've ever seen taking yeah. like. It must be a hard thing. Like they okay, taught that in the dungeon. Um, oh, I just we, thought of the worst comment ever. I'm going to skip that one. Good. Uh, we only oh. got uh, we only got Derek for another thirty. I know. No, I was gonna I was gonna move on after that. Um, no, I I got you, Craig. I got what you're putting down. Um, uh, what I'm trying to say is the IWC is stupid. Just a little sidebar, real quick. Uh, Donovan McNabb was booed the very first time he was signed. When it, when it was announced, yes. he was drafted by the Eagles. Uh, Angelo yes. Fuckboy Cataldi, and I will call him out by name <laughs> because he's a piece of shit, and he's always been a piece of shit. Uh, and he will he will die a piece of shit, Angelo Cataldi. Uh, shit on that man from day one. Mm-hmm. Even if he won a Super Bowl, never was going to be enough for this piece of crap. So the fact that he didn't just gave Angelo Cataldi go back to New England and shut up. I'm not absolving Angelo Cataldi of anything. I also put a lot of the blame, and I told him this when I when I saw him to our then mayor Ed Rendell. Because, yeah, that didn't help either, Ed. Yeah, our our mayor wanted uh wanted Ricky Williams. Came right out and said, I want Ricky Williams. Even though I don't know what the hell was wrong with any, every Eagles fan, and I was a diehard Eagles fan too. We were coming off a three and thirteen season. Mm-hmm. And our running back, Deuce Staley, whose birthday was yesterday. Happy happy belated Deuce, gained thirteen hundred yards and was our leading receiver in catches. And in yards, he was he led the league in being 80% of our offense. But our mayor wanted another running back. Keep in mind, the reason why our running back was 88% of our offense, because we didn't have a quarterback. Yeah. 1999, which then was the richest quarterback draft at the time in NFL history. Tim Couch, uh, Dante Culpepper, Kelly Smith, Cade McNown. Uh, Donovan all came out that year and we had the number two pick. So, and in a quarterback, Rich, draft, no, but let's get another running back. We don't have anyone to hand the ball off to, but let's have Ricky Williams and Deuce Daly. So we can be two and two and 15 instead of three and 13. <clears throat> but yeah. So when teach we, one of them to throw. Yeah. So when we drafted Donovan, because of that, Angelo Cataldi and the mayor, People booed him. And I, I always have a soft spot for Donovan because now that Andy Reid's won the three Super Bowls and everybody goes, he's finally has a quarterback and, you know, and Patrick Mahomes. But I go, well, you forget Donovan for a long stretch up until you guys got T.O. He was thrown to like Freddie Mitchell and Jason Avant and Hank Basket and all these guys and poor Corey Bulkholter and Brian Westbrook would have to catch everything out the backfield and take it over. And I'm like, he's not throwing to anybody. You spend all your money on defense and you can't score points because Donovan has nobody to throw to downfield. Listen, so. we're not going to slander Freddie Mitchell. <laughs> oh, with the crazy, with the crazy I'm hair, just, dude. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, did, I did that to his face. He came to a black <laughs> listener party and I told him. Freddie did? Yeah, I, oh yeah, I I, I came right to him. <laughs> you suck. Fuck you. He, I didn't he wanted to be a number one guy so bad. <laughs> I didn't tell him he sucked, but he was going around saying how Donovan threw up in the huddle in the Super Bowl. I said, Freddie, so what did you, know? you do? Yeah, I didn't see you in it at all. But I but <laughs> the point being though, the the Super Bowl is the most it's before the internet um really took off, but it's the most photographed, videotaped sporting event or just event on live television history 
There is not one picture of Donovan. I was going to say, I've yet anywhere. to see him throw up. Yeah, I've never seen any footage of it. Yeah, so I don't know where that came from, but okay. Um, but <laughs> but anyway. And, and, P- and he those Eagles teams, it wasn't like they were losing to bums. Like, they were losing, like, to the Rams and, you know, the, the top defense Buccaneers. Like, they weren't losing to terrible teams in yeah. these championship games. So... And the thing is, we got to four straight NFC Championship games while Donovan was throwing to nobodies. Yeah, and to nobody. Even when we won the NFC Championship, T.O. was hurt, so he was still throwing to nobody. To nobody, yeah. <laughs> so, that, that, to me, whenever I hear about a quarterback or anyone say, well, he needs this, he needs that, I point to Donovan. I'll, I'll even point at a, a Joe Burrow, who got mm-hmm. sacked more times in one season than any quarterback in NFL history, and he went to the Super Bowl that same season. Yep. Good quarterbacks, great quarterbacks overcome shit. He yep. had horrible offensive line, bad coaching, still got to a Super Bowl. Donovan, no one to throw to, um, and still got to five NFC championships. Um, good quarterbacks overcome shit. So I don't want to hear that he didn't have this. Hell, Patrick Mahomes lost Tyreek Hill and won two Super Bowls without exactly. him. Exactly. He's, he's yeah, they won two more championships without him. So anyway, um, nobody pays attention to this shit. Uh, uh, just to segue into my final topic. Um, well, not my final, not the final thing we're going to talk about, but the thing I wanted to talk about with Mr. McDonald. Um, mm-hmm. All those things that I, I don't like being vindicated in this way. I just want to preface this. I please mm-hmm. prove me wrong. Okay. Wrestling. Anytime you want to prove me wrong, I will eat my shoe on air. Figuratively. I will bow down to thee. But again, been saying it for years, and here we are again. Terrible people are allowed to thrive and not have any fucking accountability in professional wrestling. Because guess who came back last week to some schmucky indie, the shindy company? That's short for shitty indie. Uh, Patrick Clark. Do anybody remember who Patrick Clark is? Well, his name is Velveteen Dream. The guy who there is this fucking Visual proof of these shitty things that he did. The WWE had an investigation. We didn't find anything, but was still fired. Mm-hmm. The same WWE that covered up the Snooker murder, killed Owen Hart, and the Vince McMahon thing. I'm sure that was on the level, too. Found nothing. And Patrick Clark... Dynasty Wrestling? I, I don't even remember who it is now that I was yelling at for a week. I don't remember the company. Uh, but they brought Patrick Clark back. On top of that, they didn't tell anybody he was going to be there. So they didn't let anybody have a choice. You were stuck with it. That is the... I want to see this most effed up part of it, but it kind of is the most effed up part of this on top of, you know his sexual assaulting people. And you know um, who they brought out they brought out after him to be the guest ring announcer? <laughs> it was it was the lady who accused uh, Vince of sexually harassing her when she worked for the company. So it was just tone deaf all around. I I don't have words for mm-hmm. this anymore. But all those times that I've been told to love it or leave it, love it mm-hmm. and get out. It's almost as if it's political, love it or get out, move on. If you don't like it And all those times, I'm yelling back. You guys got to check this now or it's going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. Again, 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 every time you get the chance to throw it back in people's faces that see we're better. You, you fuck it up again. You got, you got Effie calling you out? Effie is usually really even keeled, debating whether we like his wrestling style or not. I think he's in fucking entertaining as hell to watch. It's not everybody's thing, but the man usually literally works almost every day at a different wrestling show. So what what do what do you know? What do I know? Um but he's usually uh, so high on life. That he doesn't even care. But even he was getting involved. Now, fuck you guys. I don't under. Well, I don't get it. No one had ever heard of Dynasty Wrestling before 
Patrick Clark made his debut. And obviously, it was on purpose. They didn't tell anyone. Oh, because gotcha. no one knew about this. And until I saw Velveteen Dream trending on Twitter, I think, oh, is he dead or is he in jail? Did he, did he assault someone else? <laughs> yeah. um, Finally get caught? Yeah. Yeah. But then we saw the same grainy footage it was. It's like, oh, so Dynasty, I mean, Dynasty Wrestling, whatever this is, it it's them, it's trying to get clout, mm-hmm. um, trying to get all eyes on their on their uh, wrestling organization, if you can call it that. He's not going to, he's not coming back. He's not going to no. be a regular. We haven't mm-hmm. seen hide nor hair of Patrick Clark since then. He hasn't popped up on any other uh, wrestling uh, independent or wherever, and for good reason, because no one else would let him in the door. Mm-hmm. So uh, this was Dynasty Wrestling's gamble. We're going to get all eyes on our product, that everyone's going to be talking about Velveteen Dream showing up unannounced on our on our card, and yeah, for their fifteen minutes, literally. And now, and what did that do? It did more for for Dynasty to get their name out there or to get people to look. He didn't do shit for Velveteen. I was outside of getting him in front of uh, crowds again, but that could be his his last gasp. Did you think this was going to go anywhere, Derek? No. And at first, I was surprised to see him, but then I realized, I was like, it's a it's a shitty business. And when I realized it was a shitty business is when I'll hop on the interwebs and I'll see random big name here doing a signing with Rob Feinstein. No, and I go, God. <laughs> and I go, that lets you know the, the the type of business that it is, that if you can make money with somebody or you can create a buzz with somebody, they'll work with you. Here, and that's what I know you're smiling because you think I'm going to go. I'm going to go there in a second. Um, he still has to be blocked because he's a pussy. Fuck you, Rob. <laughs> I will kick your ass if I ever see you physically. And that's a promise and a threat. Nobody's going to protect you. So you better not pay anybody first, so they leave after leave you after you show. Um, uh, Patrick Clark, uh, I'm not going to respect him by calling him his uh, wrestling name. Uh, you call it whatever you want. I'm going to call him Fuckface McGee right now. Um, everybody's saying I didn't see the proof. I didn't see the proof. I know one of the guys that he was doing this to when he was under age. Mm. I know this. I got he didn't show him, I, but he he posted the. Yeah. What the thing that finally threw me over the edge with the dynasty? And by the way, they've only treated, tweeted three times since, and that was the eighteenth. We're ten days later. It's good. That's a good good idea, dynasty. Um, what what really threw me over the edge with this uh, was this is their tweet. I'm quoting them now. Last night, we did most what most others wouldn't. We took a risk on a person and gave them an opportunity for a second chance, a second chance to fulfill their dream in all caps. We stand by that decision. No, you didn't, because you didn't announce he was even going to be there. You didn't tell anybody. You didn't advertise it because you're a fucking coward. Like every other wrestling promoter, out there you have zero convictions zero balls and zero guts you have no soul and you're a fucking coward considering the fact you haven't tweeted more than three times since you didn't stand by crap idiot and it 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 sucks because like before all this came out i I was rooting for him because he was young um he looked like he could be a star And he was so entertaining. And then all this stuff came out. Yeah, and then all this stuff came out. And you would hear the excuses he had for this thing. And it's just like, at at some point, you can't. It just this is what it is. There's no more excuses. This is just who you are. This is what it is. The company tried to cover it up. And if you don't think the company is trying to cover up people, Matt Riddle did an interview today where he said he failed a test because he was doing cocaine and the company covered up the test results and didn't report that it was for cocaine. Three times. <laughs> yeah, three times. So 
they they're they're gonna cover up something if they want to cover it up. And not that not that Matt Riddle gets a guy because I can't stand the guy on a on a on a person on a basic basis. Go ahead, Derek. Sorry. I was just... No, I was gonna say so. They, and they said they were giving him a second chance. He's had a second, a third, a fourth, and a fifth chance with the biggest company in the business, and they had to get rid of him. There, there is no more second chance after that. That's it. But he buried his greatest opportunity because mm-hmm. he had everything, like you said, Derek, going for him. Good-looking athlete, can actually work in the ring, could talk, charisma. The fans drew to him, whether he was a face or a heel, and the biggest stamp of approval. And this is when Vince was still in charge. Hunter liked him. Yeah. I remember Cena doing an interview saying, you know, I, I want to work with him at Mania. Everything they wanted people to think Austin Theory was, Dream could have, he could have been. And he just he squandered all of it. All so he had to do was hit on people that were close to his age. That's it. <laughs> That's all. That's it. That's it. Is that so much to ask for? Me? It was like just adults. they. Well, wrestling. <laughs> I don't think there's many adults in wrestling. Yeah. There's a lot of older people in wrestling above the age of eighteen. Not much. Not really adults. I've been on both ends of it. Mm-hmm. Luckily, I think I've been on the other end of it more than the shit end of it. You know, the decision between Monster Factory and... Um, whoops, sorry. <laughs> My bad, Dan. <laughs> um, but they were talking about accountability. When? Yeah, when? This brought me to my big point. Mm-hmm. And, I'm just, and then I'm going to be quiet and let you guys finish off this topic. <laughs> we always want to hear both sides of the story. I agree. I'm assuming you guys would agree too. Mm-hmm. Unless the guy's running down the street yelling the N-word or doing the sick Kyle. Yeah. We don't really need their second. We don't need to see their side of the story. Pretty sure we got the angle. Mm-hmm. Um, What's his name? The guy that does stuff for AEW. Chris Vandeveen? Oh, right, right. I bet you did. Yeah, I bet you did. That was my point. He got his side of the story, mm. and everybody took that mm-hmm. and went, but he said, what do you mean, but he said? It's right there. Yeah. What do you mean, but he said? And I, I don't have a problem with Chris Van. I really, Chris, I, don't, I really don't know how to pronounce his name. And this is coming from a guy that nobody could say my name. Um. I don't have a problem with him, but I do have a problem with giving him a voice mm-hmm. and not once asking anybody who plastered that stuff out in the open yeah. for you to see what happened on their end. You didn't. You gave Velveteen Dream a voice and all of the enablers and shitty IWC, ICW, whatever the hell they're called members just ran with it and gave them a fighting chance. Thank you, Dynasty, and thank you, Chris Van Vivhaven. And then there was a point where during the interview where he goes, well, how did they get your nude pictures? And his response was, they could have got it from anywhere. It's the internet. (laughs) So you're already saying you post nude photos of yourself on the internet? On the internet, yeah. Oh, my God. You got it from anywhere? Um, no, uh, there's there's only new pictures of you anywhere. It's if you again, if they're public, if they're made, yeah, yeah, you can't take it from your phone mm. or take it from somebody else, they can't AI it or take it from the cloud. Yeah, that's 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 not how it works. No, <laughs> no, apparently, no, Derek. I mean, Craig, that's how it works because everybody was like, Well, he said he didn't, he said he could come through. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, 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 Wrestlers never get fixed, guys. It just isn't. I I used to always end these segments by going, maybe next time. (laughs) No, no, there's not. It's a carny business. It's always going to be a carny business. It's carny business run by carnies who allow carnies to be carny. Carny, 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 asada. Uh, Craig. You were going to bring something up, I assuming. So please take it from me. I will take it from you. Uh, take it from me, Dan. Take uh, it from me, Dan. 
we're going to forego the uh, wrestling historian segment. Well, actually, we're oh, not yes. going to forego the wrestling historian segment. We're going to talk about wrestling history uh, because we're going to use the final 10 minutes we have uh, with DMC, Darren McDonald, uh, to talk about um, two people that we've lost in the last couple of days that were uh, historic figures in professional wrestling. So in this episode of uh, the particular segment of Wrestling Historian, we're going to talk about our memories or your memories of uh, two uh, wrestling figures that we've lost in the last couple of days. Uh, yesterday with, uh, with the death of Ole Anderson and today with the news of the death of Mike Soul Train Jones, otherwise known as Virgil. Uh, and if uh, I'll yesterday, I, I I found out the news. Um, I actually when we were on, I was watching uh, uh Monday Night Raw. Um, and if there was ever any clear indication that Vince is no longer in charge and that Hunter <laughs> is in charge, was the fact that uh Michael Cole and uh Pat McAfee uh not only uh talked about it, but the uh talked about and gave their um their condolences for the death of and the family of the death of Ole Anderson. But they showed a placard of Ole Anderson. Uh for those of you who don't know, uh Ole Anderson uh was never to be seen on a WWF program mm -hmm. ever. Um that was uh decreed by Vince uh way back in eighty three when the um when after Black Saturday uh, took place when Vince sold his shares back to Jim Crockett. Uh, when Vince tried to buy all of the other, you know, go to the other territories, buy them up, which we talked about earlier in this uh, show, how it it killed the territories. One of the territories he wanted to buy was Georgia Championship Wrestling. Uh, that Ole Anderson was head booker of in control, and he met with Vince and his wife, and Vince told him his intentions and. Ole is no problem telling the story over and over again. It was an urban legend, but he's come right out and said it. I told him to go fuck himself. <laughs> and then Vince said, well, this is my wife, Linda. I went to the thing, and you fuck her too. And, <laughs> uh, after that, it was uh, Ole awesome. uh, was never to appear on uh, or even mentioned on WWF programming again during Rick Flair's uh retirement ceremony. You remember the re the return of the uh the four horsemen, but it was JJ, it was Arn, it was Tully, and it was Barry Windham, and uh, no mention of Ole at all. Um, and but there was a mention of Ole Anderson for the first time ever on WWE TV on Monday, uh, because of his death. And if there was ever any any indication that Hunter was in charge, it it was that. Uh, and of course, uh. Uh, Mike Jones, Virgil, Vincent, Soul Train Jones, um, long career people. I guess people best know him in the WWF, even though if you've seen him in the last 10 years of his life, you see him wearing an NWO shirt. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, that uh, that picture of him sitting um, in a New York subway station wearing an yeah. NWO shirt in front of a table uh, for his autograph yeah i i i wish that wasn't a, a legacy or how people will remember him um i think i've told you dan i i met him he and uh and raven sky were at um wizard world at uh god this must have been to the early 2000s um when i that's when i bought um his, uh scott scott levy's raven's comic book that he yes. wrote about uh spider-man and uh I don't know what to call him, Virgil, Mike Jones. Had Mike no, Jones, yeah. Yeah, had no idea. He goes, you wrote this? And Scott goes, yeah, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> it's my comic book. Uh, but uh, nice guy. Um, both of them were, but, um, and I'm looking at the the, the tributes coming in on uh, on Mike Jones and uh, the fan interactions and people posting their pictures of him, all saying the same thing. Yeah, just a, a really nice guy. Um, a shame that uh, he was very sick toward the end of his life and he had suffered from a series of seizures. Um, but I uh, can't say the same about Ole, um, being a, a, a nice guy. 
Well, <laughs> someone even mentioned the poetic justice that of only uh, dying uh, during Black History Month. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I've got yeah. more stories than anything. But um, I hear wrestling karma always gets you. Yeah, mm -hmm. I want to hear from you guys if any your uh, memories or uh, of either Ole Anderson or uh, Mike Jones. I, uh, let me get my two out of the way. I mean, for, first of all, I remember going back uh, last year and watching Virgil's Ascension in the WWF and and going, why did they do a better job covering this up? And yeah. I'm talking about and I'm talking about that dude was over. Mm -hmm. All he had to do was stab the man in the back. And, and I'm talking about Cracker, the white man. All he had to do was tell a million dollar man to go fuck himself. And that's all he needed. He was so over. You're remembering it wrong. The dude was no. over. No, yeah. To, even to the point where I'm watching this going, why couldn't they why couldn't they give him the Bobby Heaven in treatment or somebody else that was sitting around doing nothing? Because that dude could have thrown a punch, a drop kick, and a suplex, tagged out, and we're done. That's how over this guy was. They could have at least milked that for the rest of the year. And they shuffled it away. It just never understood retrospectively, going back and watching it, why he wasn't given as many chances as anyone else. Oh, I remember why. You know why. Yeah, you know. It's the same reason why Ole Anderson died on uh, Black History Month. Um, but I have a personal memory of him. And, and this is not a shit talk. This is hilarious to me. I have no... He big time me because he's Virgil. He's allowed. Uh, but it was at WrestleFest 2014. And everybody else was, well, I didn't go near Raven because he looked as happy as he would be. Um, I didn't go near the Sandman because he also looked as happy as you think. Uh, King Kong Bundy was amazing. New Jack is stay the hell away from him because he looked hot. Um, because he always looked hot. Uh, but King Kong Bundy was amazing. Uh, and you know, I'm walking the show. I'm, I helped, uh, I'm, I'm a vendor there. I'm not, I'm not a, a fan. I'm working this show. And I introduce, I go to all the tables, say hi. Mm -hmm. And I hit Virgil. Hey, sir. It's nice to meet you. You want to buy something? <laughs> no, I just want to say hi. I'm at the table over there. Well, you can still buy something. I'll come back. I'll come back later. He had his million dollar belt with him that he earned, and I just right. let him do his thing and let him sell stuff and make money. Was not standing that man's way. The dude's arm was still bigger than my big ass head, so we weren't going there. That is that. Uh, it was. It's different because Tony Atlas, uh, um, big timed us, and was very dickish about it. Didn't even look us mm -hmm. in the face. Being big time with by Virgil was like. Cool. Yeah, right. <laughs> Good. Nice. I told everybody, like, you guys, this is hilarious. You gonna buy something? No. No, not at all. No, I kind of wish I did now because I didn't see him the rest of the day because he he had a big line. You know, everybody always makes that joke about that picture that Craig mentioned earlier of him sitting at the table and nobody being there. He had a line. Yeah. People were there to see him. I loved him as Vince uh in the NWO, and I have never seen a man. Take as many punches from Sting as he had to do oh, in that, that second. <laughs> the same oh. punch. Oh my God. Just and he would bump for 20 feet for Sting. Yeah. He would take a punch and he'd he'd end up in the first row almost. Uh, but you cannot deny that original run. Mm -hmm. I really wish they would have just mm, tried a little more to salvage that. Wasn't his fault. Just like the Maxime thing on a smaller scale. Wasn't her fault. I just don't understand it. And Oli, uh, Craig knows this. Uh, Oli was involved in that first ever wrestling show I ever saw in person. Halloween Havoc 89 at the Civic Center. He was um, he was Stig and Flair's uh, corner man. And he was the one that punched Gary Hart to get the I don't know one. Yeah. We got everybody. I, mine's downstairs. I can't grab him right now. Um, he was the one that punched uh, Gary when he tried. When Gary Hart tried to interfere, he punched him, which made Gary Hart throw in the towel. That <laughs> lost the match for uh, Muda and Funk. Yeah. 
Um, and of course, Ole Anderson's a legend and uh, kind of a piece of shit. So, like you said, Derek, uh, Craig, uh, karma, karma. Yeah, Mr. Mac. My um, my two quick things. I'm obviously Ole's heyday was before I was born. So all the stuff I saw with him was oh, when great, I would thanks. go back. <laughs> I would go back on the network and I would watch the old stuff. So when I think of him, I think about when Sting had won the title match when he was in the Horseman. And they're trying to convince him to like not take the match, and Oli's like, "Don't take the match." And Oli just open it. He just slaps the ring off. When face. you signed that match, <laughs> you signed your death warrant. Oh, that's my that's my best Oli. He just smacks him as and he rip his shirt off. And I'm, so that's that's my oh, I got my got chills all over again, Derek. Good shit. <laughs> and as far as Virgil, he was the first black wrestler I saw on TV who the fans like. Like he he was the first guy, and I was like, wow, look, he's like he's winning. And then it went from him to you know. Then I eventually saw Ron Simmons and Butch Reed as Doom, and then I saw Two Cold Scorpio, and then it was Ice Train and those guys. But Virgil was like the first guy, you know. And he's calling the Virgil, and he goes, you know, my name is you know Mike Jones, and the crowd erupts, and he's he's hitting them with the belt and all this and that. And that was the first time I I saw a black guy on TV, and I was like, wow. Like, look at that. There's some of us who, you know, it's not just SD Jones. No offense, SD. <laughs> but uh, so, but like, Virgil's the first guy who, uh, and like you said, he was he was so over that when Yoko came in, and what was that, 92, 93, they used him to help get Yoko over when he first got on TV. So he people cared about him for a long time. They just never did anything with him. Yeah, that- we say, we say that, uh, Craig, sorry, we say that, but they brought him into WCW for mm-hmm. the NWO because of who he was. Yep. That's that's it. There's the endorsement. Yeah, and his run in WWF, and you have to remember how how iconic that was because, you know, uh, DiBiase comes in a million-dollar man gimmick, and he's got this bodyguard, Virgil, who's, you know, you know, like, like you said, arms bigger than your head, and you know, then we saw the, the the cracks in the armor and how we how Ted was treating him and how he was getting to him. And then with a little nudge by Roddy Piper and he finally turns on and turns on Ted and the you see the fans standing and cheering mm-hmm. when he finally does it. And that template and that was back in nineteen eighty eight has been used over and over again mm-hmm. to the point now it's like okay well when's it gonna we see this guy abusing him when's it gonna Wardlow and MJF mm-hmm. um uh, they were doing it with uh with Statlander and, and um and uh Britt Baker before that got shelved but you see mm-hmm. the the abuse of the the underling and how long how far is they gonna you gonna take that for he snaps and when he won the million dollar belt at SummerSlam '91, again fans were standing, yep. cheering. So over does yeah. not do it justice. Those words. I, I can no. only the, the only thing is, um, Dan, why he wasn't because uh, the work in the ring was fine, and we talked about people didn't make anyone great. His best match here was against Bret Hart, mm-hmm. uh, and they were both. Yes, yeah, there you go. Yeah. And that was it. That yep. was a hell of a match. He also had a damn good match against Sean Waldman when he was uh, one, two, three kid. Um, so what happened? His lack of promo. He, he yeah. couldn't do a promo. Well, then, then you give him a manager. How come they gave other people and not him? They didn't see any. Also, and I'm not. I'm. I'm agreeing with you, Dan. No, you don't. Have to, I, I get you. But, but I'm also. You also have to look at the landscape. Um, there was a log jam up front. Uh, between mm-hmm. Hogan, Warrior, Savage, Piper was still around. Um, Neither of those guys could m- do a promo either. Piper. Arguably, yeah. arguably. Well, no, not Piper. I'm talking about Hogan yeah. and fucking Warrior. Okay, yeah, but yeah, but yeah. I get. But Hogan, Savage, Warrior, Jake, um, yeah, Piper. I mean, there was a log jam there. So I and I I was talking to somebody um about Iron Claw. They saw how come Kerry didn't. Gary was in this. Gary Von Erich was in the same boat. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, he was going to be a Intercontinental Champion. Good virtual got an Intercontinental Championship run, possibly. But again, it was a huge log game in front of him. Gary was never going to be the WWE Champion. 
um, not as long as Hogan and Savage were there, or yeah. um, as over as he was. And I would say the same about um, Vince. I wouldn't say he got a raw deal. He got as far as he could go. Uh, but after turning on Ted DiBiase, and that was his main foe, and after he beat DiBiase, where do you take him now? Because that was like his whole character was linked to DiBiase. So if there's no more DiBiase, where was he to go? DiBiase was yeah. going to be okay. Ted was, yeah. he could work with anybody, and he was already a main event heel. Um, you could say that about as, as a main event babyface with, uh, with Virgil. His top matches, he wrestled Hulk Hogan and Madison Square Garden. Not everybody can say that, but he did when he was a heel. You um, got- no, I'm going to say his problem was, like you said, it was a log jam at the top. And by the time they had switched to like that whole new generation thing where it was about like Brett and Sean, oh. he had had the stench of the failed run from the late 80s, early 90s on him. It was too late because he would have fit in perfect with the Bretts, the Shawns, the Owens, the one, two, three kids, the Ramones. But by that point, it was like, oh, he's just the Virgil guy now. It was too late at that point. Yeah. I agree. Well, hey, rest in peace, Mike Jones. Yes. I yes. I liked him. He was yeah. great. He was, a, he was, a he nice was great. I, I, I did like the towards the end of- uh, sorry, I go ahead. Him as, and I was gonna say, I also enjoyed him as Curly in the Texas, was, West Texas. Exactly what I was about to bring up. That's <laughs> exactly that. what I, Derek. Great minds think alike, motherfucker. Yes, I yes. was gonna say, I liked him as Curly. It uh, was it Curly Bill or just Curly? It was Curly Bill. It was Curly. Cur- I thought th- it was Curly Bill. And then when that said, he was just like, I just, I'll never forget this big promo with. <laughs> <laughs> Me, Gene Okerlin on a thunder. He goes, I'm gonna go by my real name. Shane. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was awesome. That was awesome. Oh man. Ah, that sucks. Oli, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah. Oli was a tremendous talent. He was just, you know. He was tremendous talent. He was kind of like uh he was did what he Ernie Ladd followed his um his lead. He was the lead booker and the main event heel. So Ole in the 70s in the Carolinas uh, was making the equivalent of about $2 million in today's money with what he was doing in the Carolinas. The Anderson mm-hmm. brothers were the number one heel team in the United States. Um, and there were so many versions of the NWA tag team title, uh, but the Andersons were so over and so hated and drew so much money that they made their version of the world tag team championship. And uh uh Ole just did so many great started so many great careers and was a great booker. Um and I'll leave you with this one of my favorite uh quotes when he got kicked out of the horseman or he left the horseman uh to be uh to concentrate on booking and he came back as a face uh against the horseman. And this is during the Great American Bash run. They were doing their stadium shows. They were getting 20,000, 30,000 fans. And um, he was in the back in the locker room grumbling because the, the main event uh, was uh, the Road Warriors and Baby Doll uh, against the Midnight Express and Jim Cornette. And they, I forget what the house was, but each of them got like 125000 a piece for that. And Ole was pissed off and he said, <laughs> Man, I, all the money I made, I never made that much money in one night. And and they give all this money. I can't believe I'm, they're giving all this money to a fat manager on a cunt. And Jim Cornette said, well, on behalf of all the fat managers and the cunts, thank you for paving the way for us, Oli. <laughs> Greg, where can people follow you? They can follow me if they want when I get my voice back on, on uh, Facebook, Instagram. And <laughs> and when it's time to change, um, uh, at Craig Lagon, C R A I G L I double G E O N S. Damn, you can uh, follow Derek McDonald, the brick wall over there. Same thing. Um, I follow Craig from the bushes. Says Badash, and yeah, that's probably for the best. Yeah, speak. Who doesn't like bushes? Mm-hmm. Uh, follow follow. Him. <laughs> Follow me, all social media platforms, uh, Threads, Blue Sky, Hive, eh, uh, Instagram, uh, X, 
<laughs> Derek just looked at me like, fuck his hive. Um, <laughs> no, he he bit me. He wants to play oh. now. Oh, he wants to play. Well, yeah. play. Hey, yeah. hey, we, hey everybody, we got, pu- we got pu- uh, cute puppies on the stream. You're I don't know if you can see it, Derek, but that's my hand for puppy season. <laughs> okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's 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 a that's a four month old dachshund that just wants to play. It's razor blades in there. Uh, but yeah. Follow follow Albert biting my hand at Danlaw eighty three on all the social media platforms ah. for the great. All right, Chewie. For the great Chewbacca, and the great Derek, and the great 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 Craig Lagans. I am eh, Derek Chico. We'll see it in the next episode. Keep it on the paper, for God's sakes, wrestling. Keep it on the paper. <laughs>